Happy Monday, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week is Amanda McKnight. Hello. So thanks for coming back, Amanda. Thanks for having me. It's time to talk about a game that a lot of people really enjoy. A game about murder. A game about mystery. A game where one of the players is actually the killer. And everybody's trying to figure out who did it. Sound familiar? Yeah. yeah I, this, think I, I, think you, I think you've played this before. Ah, I think this is actually one of my favorite games. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah what, what else was there that goes on in this um, game? I feel like it's one of those games where there's there's like a bunch of murder weapons, right? Yeah. And you have to try to figure out which one actually fits exactly. the crime. Yeah. Through, yeah. through first forms of logic and inductive reasoning. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And sort of uh, asking questions of the other and players. And elimination. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. those are things that one at a time. And uh, if it turns out that you guess wrong, well, that's pretty much it for you. Yeah, yeah, no, you're done. If you you only get you only get that one time to guess. And that's it. So, totally not talking about Clue. No, 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 no. We're not talking about Clue at all. We're not talking about Clue. No. Uh, we're talking about a much more recent game, and it's called Deception: Colon Murder in Hong Kong. I don't know how I feel about games with a colon in the title. It's like, nah. Uh, mm, I see. This is the interesting thing too with this game because I feel like a lot of people, when you refer to it, I call it deception, and everybody else is calling it murder in Hong Kong right now. <laughs> and so people will be like, you know, the Hong Kong game, and I'm like, okay, like a game that was like from Hong Kong. There are a lot of there really are, good true. games that actually come out of Japan and Hong Kong and and many different Asian areas. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I'm like, huh? And then they're like, you know, that game with the weapon. And I'm like, oh, deception. Right. Right. Murder in Hong Kong. Yeah. No Whatever problem. you want to call it. <laughs> so it's it's just now starting to get big. And we haven't really decided what we're going to call it even, you know, sort of collectively. And that colon just yeah. confuses things. But the game itself can be even more confusing because of the sort of freeform nature of it. Let's try and nail things down a little bit. Okay. Um, you've taught this game a few times, I'm guessing. Yeah. I've taught this game probably... 10 times now already. Okay, so you pretty much got the idea. How many people do you want to recommend this game for? Um, I would say you kind of want to go around like some when you play with six. Or I think, so I think, I think you get ten, the yeah, yeah. witness. Like six is really kind of as high as you want to go because otherwise it gets kind of complicated. And I would say between six and eight is when I would want to play. Okay, cool. So that's but, about uh, the sweet spot. But yeah, six, six, eight. You wouldn't go as low as four? I mean, you could. You could. I think but it depends you? on who you're playing with. Right. Yeah, I would say I would say you should if you're playing with people that you all know each other very well. Okay, so you've got your players, and um, each of them are going to have uh, some cards in front of them: four blue ones and four red ones. That's correct. And what's what are what do we have on these cards? So on these cards, you're going to have uh, basically uh, little pictures of weapons and all sorts of things. They could also be really weird things, though. Like you could have a hat. Okay. Um, you could have a toy. That's one of them. But they all kind of look a little sinister, I find, in the artwork. <laughs> so they all look a little bit sinister. And basically, you have these things. Um, there are four blue, four red. Basically, what's going to happen? So yeah, I've got four red, four blue. Player. You've got four red, four blue. Yes. Yes. And what we're trying to determine is out of these sort of pieces of evidence, if you will, that we have in front of us, one that is a piece of evidence from the crime and one of them that is, I believe, the murder weapon. Okay. So uh, one one red card and one blue card. Those are the yeah. ones that everybody's trying to find. Yeah. Now, one person 
knows the solution and one person is actually the killer that's the person who's you know the, the two cards are sitting in front of that person that's that's yeah. the person who did it we all get a secret thing that tells us whether we're the killer or the forensic investigator who knows the solution so yeah. passes these cards everybody closes their eyes except the forensic investigator the killer then opens their eyes points at two of the cards in front of them one of the blue ones one of the red ones so the forensic investigator now knows the solution to the murder everybody closes their eyes and we're back up again and now suddenly we're playing Mysterium. You guys remember Mysterium? We did an episode about that. Yeah, it is very much like Mysterium, it actually. kind of is, because yeah, yeah. the forensics investigator can't speak, kind of like a ghost in Mysterium. Yeah, it's really weird in this game, too, because Mysterium, it totally makes sense, because mm-hmm. it's a ghost. And in, um, in Deception, it's strange, because we're all supposed to be on the same team. Mm-hmm. So the weird thing, too, is that the killer is actually one of the people that you work with. It's kind <laughs> of like... Um, if this was the you know season finale of uh, CSI, every time we play the game, right. and one of us is actually the murderer or something, <laughs> um, and the forensic investigator, I always say, is like a specialist that's come in from somewhere who unfortunately doesn't speak the same language as all of us, <laughs> and so the only way that they can communicate with us is through obscure clues. And how do they give these clues? They've got uh, the forensic the forensics investigator doesn't have the four red and four blue cards in front of them. Instead, they've got these bigger uh, cardstock things. That's correct. So basically we're going to have um, we're going to have these big sort of thick they're, cards they're, they're in the tiles, center. tiles, yeah. Yeah, they're sort of like long tiles. Yeah. Um, and on them, what they're going to have is they're going to have some sort of could say, uh, there's one that will always be there actually, it's cause of death. And there's a list of possible causes of death. There's a list of, of possible things, yeah. And I think the cause of death is the only one that has the one card, but uh, then there's going to be, I think it's two blue and three orange ones and basically you can sort of mix those up this blue or green yeah um so you could also have the uh, location of the crime right and there are sort of a few different location ones you can pick from so the forensic scientist does have a few things that they can use to communicate to you but the thing is is that the cause of death they're kind of stuck with this one thing and they're going to have, have like blood force trauma or yeah. blood loss or, yeah, or uh, decapitation. Sure. Was all sorts of stuff. Yeah. All sorts of gory stuff on there. And they're, they're going to indicate which one of these things is the cause of death. That's right. With a little marker thing. It's like a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. It's they, they're leaving a trail of bullets for you to hopefully <laughs> figure it out. Um, so they'll they'll mark that. The location one, they actually got to choose themselves. So they have, I believe it's three different cards you have the option of choosing from. And it's everything from, like, it could be something more obscure. So one is more of a location like, oh, it's a bar or a hospital or something like that. Like, it's a building. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is uh, a little bit more intimate. So, like, a bedroom or the bathroom. So it's like a place in a house. Mm-hmm. Super sounds like a game that I've also played before. Mm-hmm. Starts with a C. But something like that. Something like that. Um, and then the other ones are actually dealt out randomly. So you have three that are dealt out randomly. And those ones could be anything. It could be like the expression of the victim. It could be um, what were their clothes like. Right. So Or like uh, the age of the victim. So it's yeah. like, you know, child, teenage, uh, you know, adults, you know, elderly, whatever. Yeah. Or if it's their clothes, they might say, you know, fancy dress. Uh, yeah, shabby is one. Shabby dress, naked, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, Torn. Yeah. A facial expression. They have a list of facial expressions. So it might be, you know, terrified, uh, happy, uh, yeah. peaceful. And I think there's also um, like a part of the victim that you mm-hmm. can indicate. So like chest or foot or something like that. Right. So it's like all these sort of like obscure things that you're like, I have no idea what <laughs> any of this means. And based on the bullets that the forensic uh, investigator is going to place for you, you're trying to figure out 
who in front of you might have items that they're trying to lead you towards. Right. right? So the forensic scientist is telling us that this happened in a bedroom. The victim died of of exsanguination with a peaceful expression on their face. They were old. There was uh, there was a sound at the scene of uh, sirens. Yeah. And you know, these these six little random. The weather was stormy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly. Six strange. random pieces of information. And based on that, we have to look at all these red and blue cards in front of everybody and try and find a red one and a blue one in front of somebody that can explain that. Yes. So, all right. Because of this, it obviously happened since this was in a hotel. It's probably uh, the pillow. Would uh, would be the thing would there. make sense exactly. So we'll pick the pillow, and then then those are sitting in front of Amanda. So Amanda's obviously the killer. Yeah, uh, and maybe if it was uh, you know they died of asphyxiation or something like sure. that. I also have a scarf, and you might say, okay, maybe it was like pillow and a scarf or you might say um i could have something like gloves and you could say okay well maybe um like amanda did it she had a pillow and she put the gloves on and you know maybe it was it was in (laughs) we know this person was uh somebody's lover or something so maybe it was amanda's lover and she killed them in a rage in the hotel like you know but of course if i start accusing you immediately you're going to start trying to point the finger somewhere else of course regardless of whether or not i'm killed (laughs) so the idea is you know you're going around and each of us is going around looking at everybody's cards, trying to figure out who could have possibly done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this sort of structure where it's like we take turns, where each of us has 30 seconds to say, I think this is how it went. And then the next person has 30 seconds to say, I think this is how it went. And yeah. uh, in theory, this is supposed to make it a bit more structured. In practice, I've been told it often sort of becomes something that's a bit more freeform with people just sort of having open discussion rather than this structured yeah. sort of my turn, your turn, next It really next depends turn. on who you're playing with, I think, as to what you should advise mm-hmm. uh, a table to do because sometimes I think the structure is necessary because if you're playing with a group of people where someone tends to be the social deduction leader, as I right, like to call them, right. who likes to control the table, uh-huh. Um that person, the only thing is you just want to make sure that everyone's still getting their say. Mm. So the idea being that we each go around, we each have a turn, and the other rule being that when I'm saying what I think, you're not really allowed to interrupt me. Okay. Um, it's sort of bad form to do that. So I still get a say, you know, maybe I think it was you or I think it was, you know, Mikhail, and these are the things that I think they did it with, and and et cetera. So it's like the talking stick that you're passing around. Exactly. And uh, you've got about 30 seconds with the talking stick. Yeah, roughly. And, I mean, I I don't really think you need to time it, but if you're playing with people that are very into talking or you only have a certain amount of time, you can totally time it on your phone. Sure. So how do you win? So you win by getting it right. So the forensic investigator knows everything. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're each going to go around. We're each going to talk. Um, and if at any point we feel like we know what happened, we know mm-hmm. who did it, and we know what the two items were they used, the red and the blue card. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I have a little badge, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to throw in my badge, basically like, I guess, go to the forensic investigator and say, hey, I'm out for the day, because I think I figured it out. And I say what I think I know, um, and then if I am correct in all aspects, if I have the killer right, and if I have the red and blue card correct, the forensic investigator will say yes. And... That's game over? Uh, that's game over. And basically, uh, all of us that weren't the killer win. Okay. If I get one thing wrong, let's say I said it was you and I got your red card right, but your blue card was wrong. Okay. The forensic investigator can only say no. 
They're not allowed to say, no, but really yeah, close. it's Jonathan, you're pretty close. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just one thing you're missing, or right. it's just the blue card that's wrong. It's just no. All they can say is no. <laughs> so the trick being here that you need to make sure you really have everything right. And we each are going to get to use our badge once. That's including the killer as so well. So you can only make one guess for the entire game. Yes. And the killer will also get a guess as well, which sometimes people think, oh, but why do they get one? And I say, well... If they didn't, then you would obviously know know who they are. And also, um, it's great, I think, because the killer can also try to mislead everybody at the table. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and if everybody has made their guess and nobody's and the killer hasn't been found yet, then... The killer wins. Right. Uh, you have three rounds to do this in, and each round, basically, the forensic investigator will get to switch up one of those orange cards that we randomly dealt out. So they're going right. to randomly deal another one, and they'll get to choose which one they want to replace. They'll probably take away one piece of information that, that seems like the group is, is getting misleading wrong. misleading people, yeah. And add in one that can hopefully provide them with a better clue. It's like when you give people cards in Mysterium, I guess, right. and right. they're the like cards. totally off, and so you're like, okay, I'm going to give you another card, and hopefully this one will help you get to where you need to go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that covers the basics. On uh, Wednesday, we'll be back, and we're going to talk into some of the influences that led to the design of Deception and senses of whether or not it's going to be something you'll enjoy. See you then.